This is a HeadGum Podcast. Before we start today's episode, I want to talk to you guys about Magic Spoon. Where to start? Well, let's start at the beginning. It's always safe. When Stanger was a boy. When I was a little boy, I loved cereal. I still love it. It's an enduring love. But I can't have it the way I used to. Some sugar in there, dudes. There's some carbs that are not good for me, my goals, and what do I want to accomplish in my life. But I did used to love it. In fact, I liked it so much, I got my mom sometimes to, uh, to put it in a little baggie for me. I take it to preschool. right? It wasn't just a, uh, a breakfast treat. I'd carry it around in a little bag so I could uh, have a snack uh, in preschool. Keep it in my little uh, parka in the pocket there. Get that baggie out. Maybe I'd share. Maybe I wouldn't. Depended on who you were. You had to appeal to me. You had to plead your case, and then maybe I'd share it with you. Wasn't guaranteed, especially if it was something crunchy and sweet. Uh, best kind of cereal, IMO. But I got to tell you guys, I can't do it these days. I miss that. I wish there was some kind of cereal that uh, that I could carry around in a baggie as an adult that uh, wasn't jam-packed with sugar, that actually tasted delicious, and uh, maybe even had some protein that my muscles could use. Well, I tell you what, dudes, if that was the case, I would seek them out and I would demand that they sponsor my podcast. Well, it is the case, and they do sponsor us. It's Magic Spoon Cereal, guys. Magic Spoon Cereal has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Also, it's only 140 calories a serving. Truly guilt-free. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. Also, exciting news on the Magic Spoon front. I, I mentioned to you guys I like, uh, I like my cereal sweet and crunchy. Well, uh, there were a couple of flavors that were so popular that they sold out immediately, and Magic Spoon has brought them back. We're talking cookies, cr- cookies and cream and maple waffle. They're coming back permanently. You can get them, guys. I like to combine those two flavors. Make me feel like I'm getting an ice cream cone. Like some kind of magical chocolate factory wizard designed as new, some kind of new treat that's a... Uh, That's an ice cream cone in cereal form. Well, that's it, guys. Be creative and build your own box. You can get available flavors to build your very own custom bundle. Cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, cinnamon, and those glorious flavors I mentioned, cookies and cream and maple waffle. Get it, guys. Build your own box. Be a painter. Be an artist. And show and dazzle us all. Share with us. Show me your perfect Magic Spoon bundle, and I'll show you mine, and we'll compare notes. I bet I'll beat you. Uh, this is what I want you to do, guys. you got to go to magicspoon.com slash dumbbells to grab a custom bundle of cereal and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code dumbbells at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money No questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash dumbbells and use the code dumbbells to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. And now, let's get to it. This is the Dumbbells, a personal fitness podcast with me, Aaron McGowan. 
and me, Ryan Stanger. We're going to have discussions and answer questions on all things health and fitness. Uh, we're not doctors. Is that what I say here? Yeah. We fine. never claim to be. Nope. Uh, just a couple of dumbbells. This is solely based on our own working experience, a little bit oh, of bro yeah. science. That's what's supposed to go in there before, but it doesn't matter. We got it in now, and it all works. So sit back, uh, relax. We want to help you with our uh, your fitness and the health and can start. can start right now? Yep, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you were ready to uh, jump yeah. in on it, and you were right, and I just kept going. I panicked a little bit for you, but I didn't have to because you were Thank right you. there and ready no, to No, I appreciate someone panicking for me because <laughs> <laughs> I could do it myself. Uh, but when someone else can do it for you, that's really kind. It is. If you can, um, if you can outsource your panic, that's uh, a good place to be. Got a little capital. Amen. Amen. No way. I'm feeling no, very no. cool because I have these AirPods or AirPods. That's what they're called. Pods. Yeah. AirPods. AirPods in tonight. And I'm like, whoa, cool. I don't have like anything hanging. I don't have to yeah. worry about my hair hitting a microphone. I'm no. I'm wild. Yeah, you're completely liberated. It's exciting. Liberated, yeah. yeah. It's like when you don't have a purse and you just have a fanny pack and you just get to live like that. Yeah, it's it's a a fanny pack is good for twerking too, because <laughs> it adds like a layer, and then like you can get like you get like a texture in the yeah. front, and <laughs> or you can have it in the back when you're fanny packing, and then get that thing to like lift up and down off it. Yeah. I mean, uh, Jason still makes fun of me. One time I went to a $25 twerk shop. Um, and I did, I'm an awful dancer, but I really went for it. I tried really hard, but man, it's, it actually is very athletic to be yeah. able to do it. They had us like doing like a handstand and I'm scared of that anyway. And so then you want me to do something active while in a handstand you're yeah, on your own yeah i i would say just holding the handstand is hard but then jiggling your butt while you're <laughs> yes. holding it <laughs> yes. yes it's like what do people want from us uh, it's, and but i would say if a fanny pack was a part of it you might have to do less but it it's like a hula skirt you can do yeah. less and you can see it more so this might be the move yeah, it's kind of like if you're playing a superhero in a movie, you just let the uniform, you don't have to, you don't have to emote or talk like a superhero. Right. It's just, you just stand there with the uniform on and it does the work for you. You know, you like get a Mandalorian, little Mandalorian, yeah, honestly. Yeah, truly. That'd not be the to, most. Not to bring him shade. He did a great job acting it. But. He did a great job. But that would be the, uh, it's not even, it's not even Pedro Pascal, it's some stunt guy in it. I think it's, it's weirdly like John Wayne's grandson or something who's a stunt man. What really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it might be Pascal for like one or two of the things, but he's just coming in there and doing the voice. That's awesome. What a but, I mean, good deal for him. It is. I, I think he's trying. He was fighting to get more without the helmet on. I heard some some uh, drama behind the scenes or something. That it was like it, in the publications. It got like picked up that, but they said it's all good. So you I didn't gotta, hear this straight from the mouth of Baby Yoda. No, from Grogu. <laughs> No, ma'am. Yeah, from Grogu? Okay, well. Yeah. It's hey. either the child or Grogu. Please? Okay. Respect. I don't trust it unless it comes straight from the source of that tiny little guy uh, who is featured on my wall back here. I don't know if you can see him. I can. Super cute. She uh, is gesturing in the background to a, a Grogu doll figurine um, that she's got in her room. <laughs> yeah. My nephews gave this to me because they knew how much I love 
that little guy. Anyways, it's really cute. Uh, it should be said, uh, and maybe it has been said on the podcast before. Eugene in the Mandalorian in a Grogu heavy episode. Uh, yes, his his episode was, and uh, it was for a while on the show before it got released. They were having second thoughts about doing that character as a practical puppet. Because the way that we see it is a practical puppet. It's like a, a puppet that they articulate with, you know, motors and maybe some puppeteers and all this kind of shit. And so they, they started to panic in kind of the 25th hour. And they thought, should we just do it CG? Because everybody, quote unquote, loves CG. I do not. And Werner Herzog, famous filmmaker, who's a documentary filmmaker. He did Grizzly Man and a bunch of other shit. He's in the fucking show. Like, he's an actor, too. And he's a German guy and he's real quirky. And he was like, you must have the puppet. People <laughs> love the puppet. Don't be a fucking chicken shit. <laughs> and so he fucking like challenged them to like do the fucking puppet. And he was 100% right because the puppet is cute as hell. And it looks like you can reach out and touch him and hold him. And that's cool. And people want that and they like it. So they light him, they light him perfectly and it looks great. It's yeah. the cutest damn thing I've ever seen in my life. And I have seen some cute shit. Yeah. You were there ground zero on the Furby <laughs> design, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. When I think cute shit, I think first mm. draft of Furbies. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Stinger. <laughs> That's Furby eyes. Were you, yeah. is it based on me after you? Yeah, it was. <laughs> Honestly, that's impressive as like I do. If Jason tells me I look pretty, I cross one eye like oh, yeah. without even I can't stop myself from doing it. And what you just did was like the next level. Now I will uh, I will work on this. I like the cross one. I think, too. thank you for the compliment <laughs> that makes me feel beautiful. <laughs> you can I can't not. I wish hard. I could. I wish I couldn't, but it's a, I, it's I have to. It's definitely a uh, it, put it in your bag of tricks if you're not using it at home, folks. It will punch up a joke. <laughs> if you're coming in with the yes. three, cross the eyes or cross one eye, even better, and yes. uh, you usually get some kind of response. Um, okay, so yeah, we have an agenda. We we got an agenda this episode. Aaron is uh, filling wow. in for Eugene. Bless up, thank you, Aaron. It's good thank to see you, you again. Thank good to you, have you Eugene. On. Couple things. We have a lot of questions people wrote in. Thank you for your questions. We'll get to as many as we can. We want to answer them all. We may not have time. We had to break down Grogu and I had to tell the <laughs> Werner Herzog story potentially for the third time on the podcast. Uh, but you know what? I was looking at Ver Ver Werner. That's how you yeah. say it. Cool. Yeah. I think he did something uh, about a girl who, sur who survived a plane crash. Do you he know about this? I don't know if I no maybe not, but I he's he does tons of interesting movies and he's. I was a, trying a, to on the download look at this, but I'll, a true well, eccentric. I, I think he was supposed to be on a plane that ended up crashing, and then he did a documentary on uh, one of the people that survives a plane crash. And this I, I might be completely wrong, but if I'm right, I'm going to feel awesome. So I'll look it up at the end of this and check. Okay. But, if you Anyways. want, I'm I'm gonna give them a little bit of a rundown. You can look it up now because uh, we're gonna answer mm -hmm, we're gonna answer mm -hmm. questions throughout. Um, Aaron just got married recently. We are going to discuss the wedding. I was there. 
I was involved. Thank you. Yes, um, you were as there. A spectator. Um, also, <laughs> uh, also, uh, <laughs> I did an episode last week, Aaron. I'll fill you in with Eugene, where we talked a little bit about hiking in Yosemite. Because um, um, I did a lot. I, I listened. Okay. So, and I have some. I have some questions. Okay, we'll answer those questions. Somebody wrote in <laughs> after the other questions. <laughs> uh, somebody wrote in, and she made some fair points. And I, so I'll start with that now. Um, a, a listener wrote in. Her name's her name is Lort. She goes by. She uses Lort like as a as a name on some of her social media and stuff. Uh, I won't say the full name because I don't know if she wants it out there or whatever, but. She is a listener of the show. She's written in before. We know her. We love her. Uh, she's a hiking enthusiast. And I may have been a little misleading in titling the episode Hiking Yosemite because I'm sure as a hiking enthusiast, she thought, oh, cool. I, I'm, they haven't done an episode about hiking before. I'd love to hear them have ex hear their experiences, break it down. I really didn't hike Yosemite in the true sense of like, you know, going in deep, getting the gear on, really going for it. Um, and I might have been a little flippant or glib <laughs> in my assessment of uh, the dog policy on national parks. And so <laughs> this listener was very cool. And she said, look, uh, national parks are pristine or they're try they're try to they try to keep them pristine. And they have delicate ecosystems there. And it's bad enough that humans are in there messing it up. If humans bring their domesticated animals in, dogs, et cetera, then it can be even worse for these natural habitats that they're trying to maintain. And I totally agree with that. I, I get that. I may have been like, what's the big deal if you're in the middle of the woods and you want to bring your dog? The problem is it's not one or two well-trained dogs. It's a lot of idiots bringing in mm. their dogs that are fucking shitting all over the place and... <laughs> eating baby birds nests and all kind of shit and sure, being yeah. generally annoying with their annoying owners. So that was so fair point. I did think it was funny as hell that the sign, the sign said <laughs> after all the reasons dogs can't be in there, the final one was not everyone's a dog person. I did think that was very funny and very <laughs> personal. And I wish I had taken a picture of it because uh -huh. it definitely yep. went beyond just like, Hey, this is put out from the, uh, you know, the National Park Service and the Rangers, please <laughs> keep your dogs in the designated areas. More like, hey, not everybody's a fucking dog person, Stanger. Felt like it was directed right at me, and I thought it was funny. Uh, two, it is we, funny, yeah. It is funny. We made fun of uh, the trekking poles. I did. I think Eugene tried to understand them, and she brought up a really good point. She said, look, you wear these super heavy packs if you're going deep. It's not natural for your body to be supporting that much weight, you know, 50, 60, 70 pounds. And so you use these trekking poles to offset the weight so that you can have the heavy packs and then keep yourself stabilized. Uh, that makes perfect sense. And then I was talking about a family I saw where every single one person in the family had a backpack on. And I thought it was a little bit overkill. And she said she was pretty sure that they were going, they were probably going to uh, hike a really far trail. And that a lot of the shorter trails um, brand splinter off into these really deep ones where you would have all your gear in there. You'd camp and spend overnight. Um, I agree that that could be the case. Lord, 
I want you to come with me one year <laughs> and I want, <laughs> I want to sit with you and I want you and I will break down whether or not we think these people are really going deep and they need all the gear or they just went and spent a thousand dollars at REI and they're uh-huh. just going to like stay on the paved trail and look at El Capitan from, uh, from their mm-hmm. cars. Cause that's, that's what I was trying to make fun of was that I saw some hardcore motherfuckers that I could tell, like they're going in deep. They've got fucking, you know, they packed some smoked salmon. They're <laughs> fucking hardcore. They had like, like hats for sun and all this kind of shit. You know, like you could tell like they're legit. They had the poles. I believe they had like a bunch of clips on there, like crazy. Oh. Mountain clips yeah, yeah. Cl- mountain clips and all this stuff and then there was also like some families with just like i mean like 14 people in the family and every single one of them had like a little backpack down the line and i promise you they weren't going far but maybe they were i don't know but i will say this she you just intri- want another email that's what you want <laughs> she uh i definitely do she intrigued <laughs> me in the sense that i want to have somebody that does hike like this a lot and can explain everything to me and the listeners and then give some tips on national parks. And so we are going to have uh, a person come in to do that at some point. Ooh, so, fun. so when, so Lord, next time you see a uh, hiking themed episode, rest assured that it won't be just some dumb jock stanger bully laughing about <laughs> the make, trying to make fun of it. It will, we will actually go deep on it and get some real information that people can use and uh, it will be practical and it will be great and it will be fun. And, uh, and I won't try to like involve my dog in it. Okay. Well, and I, we got a text today saying um, that the, all the national parks are about to be closed in California because of the fires. Oh my gosh, boy, you guys I know. got in under the I know. wire or before the fire. I know. However you want to rhyme I, it. <laughs> it was close. It was a close call anyway, because it was people were asking about that. People were asking about COVID and then people were asking about the fires. And so thankfully, we kind of lucked out and we got just right in there at the right time. And it was we, beautiful. We got beautiful. Yes, it was beautiful weather. Uh, yes. So beautiful ceremony. Good crew. Good group of people. Aaron yes. looked amazing. Jason looked amazing. He did. We got a uh, couple outfit changes, which were super cute and cool. Mm-hmm. I loved your wedding dress proper. Um, yes, thank you. Sh- uh, we knew that it was going to showcase the back. You delivered yes. on your promise for a well-developed back. Back looked amazing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I Honestly, it proud. was so stressful at the last minute about um, about having like even sun on my back because I put on my dress like we left to go to the, like to Yosemite on Wednesday. I put my dress on like on Monday in my house and I like saw it for the first time and I had a sports bra tan oh, on no. my back. Like oh, I had no. just been paying attention to the front. I hadn't thought about the back. And uh, so that was like four days of me trying to like at a family friendly resort, just have my back show so that I had like, right. It was like, even if it's a sunburn at this point, I just need it even, (laughs) I don't care what color I just want it sort of even. And I I think I got it uh, enough. Definitely. Definitely. But, but the, it, 
I was grateful that I had spent the time working on my back in the way that I did so that it wasn't uh, a scramble because you can't scramble on back muscles. They're just... No, you definitely played the long game and it worked uh, because, you know, we see, uh, for those of you that don't know or aren't familiar with the, a standard wedding ceremony, we see a lot of the back. <laughs> you see so much of the back. And Majority I didn't, of I didn't what wear a veil and... And that I kind of decided I didn't want to wear the veil that I had because I wanted to have to show my back that I had worked hard on. Yeah. <laughs> and so I could have worn a veil and it would have hit it, but something happened. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Perfect. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. Siri is talking to me. <laughs> oh, uh, Aaron has PTSD because we had some technical difficulties getting this thing going. And so there's a yes. lot of like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fear of, no, I'm fear just like, is everything happening? Equipment is malfunctioning. Everything? No, you're coming yeah. in crystal clear. Everybody can hear you. You sound great. Okay, um, so yeah, the wedding was beautiful, picturesque setting, beautiful lodge. My family and I turned it into a little vacation. We had a total blast. Went to I this- love that. I got to meet Nancy, your wife. Yes. Got to meet now, Nancy. And that was so fun. I, I walked into the gym. I oh, think yeah. it was the morning of my wedding and I was going to go get a little workout in and there had no one in there. And then I walked in that morning and I just saw Nancy from the back and she was like doing, she was like where I had been, which was like with the free weights in front of the mirror off to the side. And like all the machines were to like the left. And I really, and I thought to myself like, all right, get it. Like woman that knows how to just use dumbbells in a gym. <laughs> and, and then I walked in and she turned around and she's like, Oh, Aaron. And I was like, Oh my gosh, it's you. Hello. Nice to meet. Like, so then we had our little moment, but it was like this, it was sweet. Cause, uh, it was just like having this moment of, uh, admiration for a fellow. Yeah. Cause I just remember you, I used to see dumbbell racks and I was like, uh, no idea what to do with that. So I just go do an elliptical machine. Yeah. And so I, it was fun to have like that moment of admiration for her and then realize it was your wife. How fun. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like you saw her like, uh, you know, fucking, committing a crime on an elderly person it was good. <laughs> yes. Like it was good to like meet her, which we did know. do later, but yeah. together, but we, Bonded for that moment, that. it was just about fitness. Yeah. yeah. Stole some prescription drugs from an old lady. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, like you do yeah, in the morning. Got to get those scripts. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. So there yeah. was a, there was a meeting there, like a, a non wedding meeting, but, uh, the, the lodge is really fun. Dog friendly. We brought our dog. That was interesting. Uh, I know we wanted to bring our dog, but we were like, we'll, we'll die. Uh, it's, no, it's too much. It was yeah. even us not having to host a wedding. It was a yeah. lot having her there. Cause she's, she's little and rambunctious still, you know, she's still puppy. She's over a year, but she's puppy ish. And it was, you know, it was, uh, interesting. To say yeah. the least. But a good time. But yes, if I were hosting the wedding, I would not want to have her there. So you yeah. did make the right choice. Uh, Thank you. But yes, it was um, an ex. You throw an excellent party. It was a great time. I, we had our son there, brought my son, Stoney. He had a blast. There was so a um, cute, so handsome. Worst little sport coat looked good. He um, did. <laughs> oh yeah. my God, it was so cute. 
Uh, and then, uh, so a couple interesting things about Aaron's wedding, Jason sang a song that was really funny and sweet, um, mm-hmm. and good. So, yeah. you know, combination of all those things, a lot of tears and a lot of laughs and, yeah. uh, your dad, uh, officiated the wedding. She's uh, yes. did a great Big job. Goof. Oh yeah. my gosh. I, there's a photo, um, that <laughs> mis- mispronounced that your last name. He mispronounced, he mispronounced our last name. I have I, this. I mean, honestly, my dad is probably somewhere just like beating himself up. He <laughs> takes things like seriously. He He's like such a sweet, like soft, like heart. You and all I want to do is make fun of him for it. And I'm like, <laughs> he will just implode if I make fun of him for this. And, but he did, cause our, our last name is signs but yes. it is spelled S A E N Z. So it could, it causes, if you don't know, it causes that hesitation of like, say <laughs> question mark. And that's how my dad pronounced us is just with a big old question mark. At the end. <laughs> I was like, dad, have you not said my last name since I got, cause we got courthouse married a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I had my name changed then. So I think he just, uh, you know, forgot to ask or just panicked. Oh, totally. I mean, hey, host a podcast and then, you know, and now we're going to introduce our guest. Please don't mess up the name. Uh, Uh And yeah, Uh all it takes is like, you know, a couple letters steering you in the wrong direction and uh, (laughs) a lifetime of, yeah, a lifetime of saying things one way and you'll fuck it up. Um, but he did a lovely job. Uh, I, and so the, the big takeaway for my son stone was, and I'd never seen this before. There was a s'mores station, um, Mm -hmm. which was really exciting in the sense that it wasn't just traditional s'mores, which they had there. So it's a huge fire pit. And then like, um, a real fancy setup with marshmallows and graham cracker and Hershey, the, the chocolate bars, all that you'd want. And these big sticks to kind of roast the marshmallows. But on top of that, they had other stuff. So you could, you didn't have to just go traditional s'more. You could s'more it between shortbread cookies instead oh, of a, cho- wow. Yeah. Instead of a chocolate bar, you could do Reese's cups. Mm-hmm. You could do Andy's mints. You could do, they had all kinds of different cookies and candies um, for how you wanted to like elevate or personalize your s'mores as many as you wanted. <laughs> and uh, my son fucking loved that. And like still talking about it. And then they had to, um, they yeah, had that to, makes me so happy. Yes. They had to name their, so he just started school, you know, a couple of weeks ago, right when we got back from the, from the weekend wedding, actually he started school and they have these little groups that they're in for the classroom and they had to pick, uh, a, like a sweets name uh, for each of their, they like their favorite sweets. And so each group, you know, group of like four or five kids, it's really a way that they can kind of keep track of um, COVID. They're all in these like groups, <laughs> like these pods of five, you know, and then yeah. if somebody gets sick, then they're spaced. And so if somebody in their group tests positive in that whole group quarantines, but it's a way that they can kind of do without knocking out like a whole classroom. Anyway, that's beside wow. the point they had to come up with different names um, of their favorite sweets for their group. And so he told everybody about the wedding and lobbied for Reese's s'mores. And that was the name of their. Oh my gosh. That's so cute. I'm so happy. Yeah. I like that. Like I didn't see it. Didn't see the s'mores bar until it was our time to leave. Oh no. And cause I was just, honestly, I danced, I danced for two and a half hours and you couldn't 
get me off of that dance floor. And so it was when I had to go find Jason uh, because they started the grand exit song and I, he was in the bathroom. So I was trying to go find him. And that's when I walked by and saw the s'mores bar. And I was like, what have I been doing? I <laughs> fucked up. I fucked yeah. up. Um, but I, cause I had seen like a pack of Reese's somewhere like laying on a table, like a whole pack. And I was like, oh. I brought a Reese's to this thing. Like yeah, I was someone. just like confused. I thought someone went to the vending machine and came back and was like, this is my dessert. Yeah. But no, they, that's, it was, it was there. So I'm, no, was, that makes me so happy that it was the, cool the as hell. It. Um, it rained, which was like super fun and crazy. We were underneath uh, like an outdoor tent. And so it yeah. just kind of made it exciting really. And that's good. It's good luck, right? Isn't that good luck? It is good luck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's fake, but it's good luck. I'll take it. I'll take any good luck I can. I can find. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's like okay. I mean, when you look, that speaks to like a bigger spiritual discussion. But sure. Yeah. It's fake. But we looked up um, why, like we were like, because everyone was saying that we were like, why do why is that a thing? And uh, like mag, like you know, the not dot com was like. Uh, you get the flowers stay healthy longer and um, mm. uh, people don't overheat. Like it was like saying all these, like it was like the saddest um, like reasons that it's a good thing. <laughs> so yeah. Like, and also right, I'll c- take it, but kind of lazy by fake. the knot. Like I, clearly they don't have any kind of like mystical imagination. So that's just like um, the people that are hot or cold now, from the water and the water's good for flour. I mean, you know, if you just can say whatever, you know, go, go mystical, (laughs) mythical, not come on. I know. I know. Magic. Uh, so that's, it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful day. I'm so happy. It's, it was crazy mountain rain. Like it was, it was crazy. Sky opened up. It was cool. Yes. It was cool. Um, Uh, and so, but yeah, I, tons of dancing. You definitely left your heart, your head and your heart on the dance floor for sure. Definitely. Definitely. I definitely did. I was, my hair was so wet that it looked like I had been in the rain, but I had not at all wow. been in the rain. Um, but I did see some of these questions on the okay, dumbbells. Yeah, good. good segue. There's a lot of wedding questions. Weddings. Yeah. Let's get into um, it. And I, I mean, I hope these people are ready for me because I just have a lot of feelings about losing weight on your wedding for your wedding. I just lived it, you know, like, like here's what I'll say is that I thought I was going to get married a year ago and I got a dress a year and a half ago and there's a lot of, and then there was a global pandemic and so then when I see people that are like, Hey, I want to lose weight before my wedding. I'm like, that sounds nice. <laughs> um, Got to interrupt the episode really quick to talk to you guys about your happiness. I want to talk to you guys about your goals. I want to talk to you guys about improving your life And hell, living the best life you can. You deserve it. You should. Is there something that's stopping you from doing that? What is it? Let's get to the bottom of it. I want to help you guys. 
I want to help you. Eugene wants to help you. We need to know what it is. Well, it's not always an easy question to answer. Um, I had my own issue. I struggled with compulsive eating. Didn't know what it was. All I knew was that I had some goals uh, that involved diet and exercise, and I was falling short, and I really felt like a failure. Felt like I just didn't have willpower. I wasn't strong enough. I didn't realize that there was something going on in my mind, and I needed some tools to help overcome what was going on in there. I didn't have, you know, my skill set didn't cover that. I didn't get the the owner's manual on that. Um, Or I got the owner's manual, but it wasn't complete. I don't know. That's a little bit of a strangled analogy, but you guys get the idea. Anyway, had I had access to BetterHelp, our sponsor for today's episode, they would have assessed my needs and matched me with my own licensed professional therapist. I would have connected in a safe and private online environment that would have been so convenient for me, and I could have started communicating in under 48 hours. Uh, That wasn't the case. I didn't have that, so I struggled. Struggled much longer than I needed to. Floundered around. Went to a bunch of different therapists. You know, I tried one. Wasn't quite right. Took me two or three sessions to figure that out. I felt guilty. Couldn't fire them. So I kind of hung in there for maybe one or two longer than I should have. And it was awkward and uncomfortable. And if I had just trusted BetterHelp or if I had known about BetterHelp at the time, they would have done it for me, guys. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. Send a message to your counselor at any time. You're going to get a timely and thoughtful response. You can schedule your weekly video or phone sessions, and it's all without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. I sat in a lot of those. I'm going there in the summertime. It's baking hot in L.A., just sizzling out there. And my, my, I'm wearing short shorts. That's what I do these days. Short. <laughs> trying to stay cool and, you know, show off the legs. And uh, I'm sticking to those waiting room couches. And then I stand up and it's like I'm, you know, it's like I'm peeling off a uh, one of those single serving uh, cheese slices of American cheese. You know that sound that that makes? Or like the, uh, the little plastic cover on a fruit roll-up. That's what it sounded like. And everybody's turning to look at me. I don't need that kind of aggravation. If I had better help, I could have uh, done all that from the comfort of my own home, my own offset office, or hell, in my bedroom, really treat myself and luxuriate on my my California king bed while I get uh, a head doctor in there fixing me up. Uh, Better help is committed to facilitating a great therapeutic match so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. That's what I needed. Definitely wasn't free for me when I did it. And I definitely spent uh, a bunch of money on counselors I knew were wrong because I was too much of a coward to fire them. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. No excuses, guys. They're here to help. They're offering deals. They're going to help you help yourself. The service is available to clients worldwide. You can find the particular expertise you need online. You don't have to limit yourself to the counselors that are located near you. If you live in an area that doesn't have uh, you know, all the different fields covered, BetterHelp's got you. They got licensed professional counselors who specialize in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, grief, self-esteem, LGBT matters. It goes on and on and on and on. Can't list them all. It's only an hour and a half podcast. Anything you share is confidential. 
BetterHelp is convenient, professional, and affordable. You don't have to listen to me yammer on about it. Check their website. There are testimonials posted daily. It's not a crisis line, guys, but can help you improve yourself. So many people have been using BetterHelp. They are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash dumbbells. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash dumbbells. And now back to the episode. When people want to lose weight for their wedding, I get it. I lived it. But the better thing to keep in your brain is that planning a wedding is so stressful. Uh, making tangible goals um, is a way more satisfactory like plan than how do I lose weight? Because like as like shit starts hitting the fan, like if you're planning to get married in the next year, shit's going to hit the fan <laughs> like COVID shit. And then just family, human friend, blah, blah, blah. There's so much drama that comes up with weddings, like picking a tangible, like small goals, weekly goals, like getting veggies, getting water, exercising regularly and not focusing on, I want to lose weight to get to this number is going to make you crazy when everything else is also going to make you crazy. Okay. So you're saying putting <laughs> systems and behaviors in place as opposed to focusing on some outcome. As opposed, especially as opposed to a number on a scale. Okay. I like, that. um, I think that that I think that the number on a scale is so programmed into brides and that could be also for grooms, but um, I just, I found it in myself of being like, there's so much pressure for this day, for this dress, for this moment. And it's backed up from all of the shit you've listened to, watched the blogs, the movies, everything. It's like, you come by it honestly, but having just it being like a number on a scale will drive you crazy in a way that like you're already going to be stretched so thin during this time. Unless your literal only job is to plan a wedding, which hardly anyone, that's their only job. Like you have only a job. Like uh, J-Lo in that movie. Exactly. What <laughs> like was that the, movie called? The Wedding Planner. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's yeah. <laughs> is that so the unless, movie? Yeah. So one if that's the, your job, one of the few movies I can quote Stanger. Yeah. Okay. So how about that? Um, so, so that's the, the thing that I saw here was, was like people wanting help with like losing weight for a wedding and that's possible. And that's a, it's great to have like goals as far as like wanting to, feel good in your skin on the day that you will have more photos taken of you than most days in your life. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I could literally talk about this for six hours without anyone talking in between. So, <laughs> well, I think you're, I think you're bringing up some good points because you you're, you're so inundated, especially towards the end as the day gets closer that it, if, you, if you don't have strong systems in place, you fall off. So if it's just like some hitting some arbitrary number, like I have to be 
blah, 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 wait. Or if I don't, if I don't do that, then I fail. And then it's just like, you know, who knows what's going to happen? You lose your venue, this, this falls out, florist, I don't know, all the different shit that goes into it. Dad's pissed, mom's pissed, you know, Auntie Cheryl's not going to show up. She doesn't <laughs> like where she is on the seating chart. Um, but you're saying that if you're like, look, I, uh, I want to make sure that I'm, you know, exercising three days a week. I'm having these amount of macros and I'm drinking this level of water. You can just hang on to that for dear life and don't worry yeah. about the number. You're going to be healthy. Yeah. You're going to be happy. And then when the day shows up, you'll have all these great behaviors and systems in place that you stick to. And the number most likely will take care of itself. Um, but if, even if it doesn't, then you're not, you're not a failure because you, you still have all these amazing things that you did. And then you're probably more likely to keep those habits in the long run then, because it's yeah. not just some special event. Like I, I unhealthily dropped 30 for the big day. And then now that's all over. I don't have the motivation anymore versus, Oh no, I liked, I, I've made sure I took time for myself. I walked, I meditated or whatever it was. So I didn't lose my mind in this planning process. And now I'll keep yeah. a lot of that good stuff. Yeah. Cause like I, I did, um, I had like the, the, like two weeks out, I was like, you know, like I could really make the decision here to like not eat dinner, like to only eat breakfast and lunch and call it intermittent fasting. I know that that doesn't like for me, that's not real. So it's like, I knew I would have been like making a, I knew what I was, I knew the road I saw was destructive. Disordered and eating. Yes. And I, 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 I had the, I had the urge to do it, to go like, well, do you want to see your muscles better? Or do you want to not like, it was like that, like, kind of caveman mentality of like, what do you want? <laughs> and the truth is, is like maybe a year ago, I would have been like down for that. But I, I'm, I was, I'm so tired of thinking about my body and a wedding <laughs> that I just was like, just, just stay, just do what you're doing. You're eating, you're not eating like crazy. You're eating like Reg, like you regularly do, you're working out like regular, keep doing it and just like stay, just stick it, like stick the landing, I guess. But I had that in the back of my head of like, you could be better. Like you could, you could lose three pounds and yeah, you can lose three pounds, but that's like, that's not me talking. That's another thing that I'm, I'm not, that's I don't, I don't, yeah, it's JLo. It, it, and it like, it, it is, it's like a movie mentality. It's like, uh, you got to get ready for the Oscars. What are you going to do? And you're like, well, I'm just going to go I'm gonna be myself. I'm going to get my hair and makeup done. I'm going to wear a dress that I feel comfortable in. And like, they could do wonders with dresses. Like you don't have to, if you can't fit in your dress, they can let it out. You can get a different dress. Like it's, so I just like for these brides i there was like two of them i think and i would love to talk to them like personally i would love to talk to them and help them through this time if they need it because sometimes it is just like literally talking to someone that has just been through it mm -hmm. um especially in a pandemic like we're not out of yeah. it and it it is a 
mind, body, soul, fuck when you plan a whole thing and it gets taken from you and then you have to rebuild it. It's, it, it makes you want to give up or like double down. And it's just like, it's hard. And so to the brides out there right now, just like one, get a therapist. And if you don't already have one and two, like there are so many brides that have, that are going through this, like find a couple of them and just like band together and be friends and, and complain to each other and figure it out together because it is create a support group. Yeah. 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 I mean, I I really was like, I think I'm going to do one because I've had enough people reach out to me. That's like, we're going crazy. And like, I will say I ate like the next day we, the next day we actually went into the park and took like Yosemite pictures. So the day after that, we went, uh, we, we drove home, but on the drive home, we stopped at this pizza place and I ate a whole pizza. Like, I just like, I just wanted to eat like a deep dish pizza. (laughs) I did. And it destroyed me physically for the next 24 hours. But my God, it was like, it was like a year and a half of thinking about, well, do you want to eat that? Are you sure? Is it? And I was just just always, you know, not being unreasonable, but always making the healthy choice. It's nice to finally fucking, you know, just go yeah. ham on some za. Uh, is Yosemite <laughs> known for its pizza? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, have you have you not heard? It's uh, huge. Yeah. It's like up there with like the um, New York slice. No, we actually wanted to Yosemite. go to a Mexican food place that we like in Oakhurst, which is just outside of Fish Camp, which is where we got married. Um, El Cid, was it closed? Is that oh, the one no, it was a different spot. It was actually like a really good Mexican food spot. But when we got there, we got out and everything and it was closed. And the place oh, next door to it was a pizza place. And we were like, we're Bug. so hungry. We just went and it ended up being really good. And they made us homemade cinnamon rolls. Oh, shit. That's and so I had pizza and cinnamon rolls. <laughs> it was the best hour yeah. of my life. Yeah. Um. The rest of the time was, like I said, uh, I paid the price, but it was worth it. Did you guys go to that Smoke 41 place? The barbecue Ooh. place? I have been there. That's what, one Good. of the places we went a few years ago. Yeah. When we went to Yosemite the first time together. I had to go buy a bunch of stuff. It's hard. It was hard, you know, getting, f- that's the big thing with Yosemite is like, it's hard to eat there. It's just like, yes, you're kind of in there and then you just have to drive places to go, you know, and we had like the dog with us and shit. And so we just had to be kind of, we had to kind of plan, but there are good restaurants around there because it is, you know, it's a resort area. So if you can find some good spots to eat, um, well, that's great advice. That's actually, that makes a lot of sense. I, I, if I'm remembering back to my wedding correctly, which I think I am, uh, I do. I definitely remember we were so, and this wasn't during a pandemic, it, you know, things went rather smoothly, um, as far as weddings go. Uh, but even with that, it was very stressful and I'm not, I'm not a guy that gets stressed really. I just, cause I just don't care about stuff that much, but <laughs> I did notice towards the end, we were so careful with, um, how we planned and budgeted because we just wanted, we didn't want it to be exorbitantly expensive. And yeah. so we were all careful with that and, you know, would, you know, really try to find deals or be creative or think outside the box. And then by like the last week, 
we were just fucking hemorrhaging money. Just like, yep. how much does it cost? Fine, do it. Like, I didn't even have the energy to like mm-hmm. bargain or, or negotiate with anybody. We're just like, fine, here's money, money, you know, and just whatever, <laughs> yeah. like whatever, like, you know, care or consideration we'd put into that in the beginning, just like lost out in the, the last, yep. yeah, the last eight days where we just fucking yeah. 90% of our budget was spent. <laughs> in the last, fucking, yeah. 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 That's like the guy that did all of our like um, draping for our wedding was one of those like last minute situations where he could have said $20,000 and we would have been like, I don't, I guess okay, like yeah. you're, I, if you're available, then yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it like, thankfully though, like the people in like the nearby area, they're like sweet old, yeah, like just like good people. And he, he, could have taken us for a ride and he, he did it, but it was like, whatever number he said, we would have said, okay. <laughs> yeah. Could have gouged so, you. Yeah. It is interesting too. Sometimes you, you are reminded about um, the positive aspects of humanity where people will be really sweet to you when they know it's your wedding for no reason. Yeah. And it's like a cynical time we live in right now, it seems like. And then, you know, when you have somebody just, oh, you're good, newlyweds, and they kind of roll out the red carpet for you. We we went on our honeymoon right after, we did it old school. Like we left our wedding and then got on a plane for a honeymoon. And mm-hmm. they, some, they somehow found out, you know, at the airport that it was, and uh, they bumped us up to first class for our flight. Cute. Yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even when we did photos inside Yosemite the next day, like, I mean, you know, I'm wearing my wedding dress and he's wearing his wedding, it was like a suit. And, you know, everyone was like, congratulations. Like one, one couple said, we got married this day 12 years ago. Like it was like, it was cool. It was nice to just have that moment of people being, I don't know, sweet and, and yes. And kind and friendly during this time. Yeah. I love it. All right. I got another question. Here's a quick one. Um, Katie to Callahan says, is Stanger still seeing benefits from hypnosis now that it's been a while? I'm interested in an update. Oh yeah. I saw that Uh, question and I am also interested in an update. uh, I will update you guys next episode. (gasps) (gasps) It's like, what is this? Ryan Seacrest over here? Bullshit. Um, uh, To answer your question, uh, well, to bring everybody else up to speed, I had this weird eating situation to where I would wake up in the middle of the night and in a semi-conscious state, eat a bunch of food in the middle of the night. Sometimes I was knew what I was doing and would remember. And sometimes I kind of didn't remember until the next day. Like it would, something would jog my memory. Like, oh fuck, dude, you ate all that, you know? <laughs> I didn't st- realize it was like, like that, like where you didn't really realize what you were it, doing. It it was both. It was both. Okay. But even if I knew what I was doing to wake up at 3 a.m. after I'd been asleep four hours and then just go eat was yeah. weird. Like, and like, even I'd be doing it and then I'd kind of like come to in the middle of it and then just be like, well, I might as well finish this. <laughs> finish brisk- up. Finish this brisket I unwrapped to eat. Oh my um, God. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Uh, brisket. So, I mean, that's a nice middle of the night snack. I'll tell you yeah, that. Yeah. You, you smoke it, you use the Traeger. But um, <laughs> so it, it was really strange. And I would try all kinds of stuff like, you know, notes for myself, like go to bed. Or, you know, if, if um, my wife, Nancy, heard me, I'd say, hey, just tell me to go to bed. And like, it, it wasn't working. Like, it wasn't 
that wasn't stronger than the impulse to eat. And uh, it was frustrating. It was actually like affecting my sleep. I didn't notice, I didn't put on a bunch of weight from it or anything really, but I also didn't feel healthy to me to like just eat a bunch of food in the middle of the night. Finger, was it like, have you seen the movie Casper where it's like in the, like they're just like eating and it's just falling through them? Were you just like throwing it behind you? <laughs> so it's possible. Like, like just, it didn't make it into my mouth. Yeah. You were just like covering your face with brisket, but it was like falling down on your shoulders. Like there's a world if you weren't gaining weight, let's. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't, I, I don't, I don't mean, I wasn't necessarily like, it wasn't like it, it, uh, I don't know. I mean, I maybe gained some weight or something, but it wasn't like, I was like, I need to, I need to get my weight under control and I'm eating out of control. Didn't feel like that more than like my sleep. And then also just, I wanted to do, I wanted the gut rest. Like I was trying to like, you know, not eat after 8 PM for a yeah. reason, you know, cause I wanted that stretch of time to where I could really process all the calories and get the benefit from it. And so it was just fucking weird. And I couldn't, I could not it shake is. it. Yeah. And uh, no matter what I tried. So I got hit, I got um, hypnotized and uh, I saw this woman, Mary Elizabeth Holmes out in LA, interesting old lady. <laughs> I spent a whole day with her, like 13, 12 hours or something crazy all That's day. That's my mom's name, Mary Elizabeth. Wow. Not Holmes, but <laughs> uh, sorry, keep going. No, it's cool. Uh, she, and so I spent all day with this lady and uh, she, you know, hypnotized me, you know, talked me through a bunch of shit, brought me up, took me down. I went under for a while, you know, while she like kind of like talks you through. And then she gave me like a recording of um, like the, the, the kind of 30 minute, like the medius part of the session, like the true hypnosis part of it. it's like maybe 30, 40 minutes. You all, she kind of just like brings you into that state the whole day, I think. She doesn't exactly explain what she's doing, but you need to be suggestible going into it. And then she kind of works on you all day to kind of get you into that place. Got me into that place. And then for a whole month, I would listen to the recording every night before I went to bed. That was part of the, the, um, you know, what she prescribed to do. And I did it and it worked. Like I never had an issue again, like completely stopped, completely stopped doing it. And to this day still don't. So yeah. Do you ever listen to that recording again? I haven't. I, I've been, I was thinking about it because I did have a few nights where I kind of like woke up and I, I hadn't had the impulse at all since I'd had, since I got hypnotized and maybe like, oh, uh, you know, like a month ago or something, but I've been staying up a little bit later and I kind of want to like get my, my, you know, sleep back on track a little bit. And so I didn't know if it was more just kind of late night, whatever, but I was thinking about maybe doing a little tune up. And so she also says I could come back in and not have to do a full day. You know, she could probably, you know, get me back, but I haven't had to. And I would probably listen to the recording again a few more times before I went back in. But I would say by and large, like a hundred percent cured. That's great. I mean, it's yeah. great. It's cool. Yeah. Also like interesting to feel like what's, what did you say? Suggestible? Yeah. So I was at, cause I asked her, what about when people, um, are, you know, at, I don't know, like at fairs or whatever, or like on talk shows where people yeah. just get hypnotized and they're just like, okay. And just, uh, drop your head. And the person just like drops their head, head back <laughs> sure. up. And they're like, doing a, now sure. you're an elephant or whatever. And they're like doing it. And she said, 
she said that there's probably some level of hypnosis going on, but what those, those hypnotists will do is they, if you watch them, they'll usually bring up 10 people and then they'll end with two or three. And what they're doing is they're kind of weeding out the people that aren't suggestible. And so they're taking the ones that just kind of want to do it and be hypnotized and have that feeling. And then they'll use them as they're mm. kind of, you know, who they're, they're doing the demo on. And so there's a little bit of, you know, finding the right kind of personality type or the persons that's in the, already close to the right mental state. And then a little bit of the person just wanting to be a good soldier, you know, and doing it. Yeah. And so she said the, the takeaway from that is, so if you are, you know, doing it for some kind to better yourself in some capacity, just buy into it, like go in, you know, believe that it's going to work, be confident that it's going to work, know that it's going to work and let yourself be manipulated in that respect. And so I did. And how crazy. It worked. Yeah. Mary Elizabeth Holmes, how she's out in LA crazy. on a studio lot. <laughs> so you, and you spend it's all day. Really? Yeah. Yeah. On a studio lot. Yeah. Yeah. She's like some showbiz lady, you know? Oh, wow. I love that so much. Okay. Yeah, me too. Great. You got one you like? Uh, questions? Yes. Or, you know. Um, let's see. I was going to say, um, I feel like we've answered questions from this person before, mainly because um, we've talked about how to say this name. I ch- Chabodiger danger. <laughs> I Ichabod 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 danger. I think so. Um, they said been sitting at the desk working from home too much. My lower back hurts. Got any tips? Ooh, there's Halloween plans right above that. Okay, okay. So what I was gonna say is I have followed this person on Instagram who is a PT and their name is Dr. Jessica PT. That's their Instagram handle. And they post like constant um, videos of ways to any like ailment you have. She will post something of like, here's back, lower back stretches. Here's if you have plantar fasciitis, here's if you have tight shoulders. And I just like, I use her and I, I see if she, if one of my clients has something that she is like talking about, I send them, I just forward it to, to them because, um, you know, I'm not a physical therapist, so I need help with some of that stuff. <laughs> so I would say all of your listeners go follow her. She's a really good um, resource, really educational, a good resource um, for, for any of those kind of like aches and pains that are a little chronic or new and you want to figure out how to fix it before it gets chronic. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at it right now. And so here's a couple I'll just read off. Numbness or tingling in your hands. And then she's got real videos. Um, help prevent neck pain, prevent low back pain. Um, work weak mobility flow. Back pain got you down. So yeah, stuff that comes up all the time. Kick neck yeah, and shoulder just, pain to the... She has been so like... Uh, there's not, it's not a lot of like pomp and circumstance. She just like is kind of like a nerdy PT person who's just trying to help. And I really appreciate that. Um, so Ichabod, um, 
friend of the show. We know him well. Thanks for the question. I think, I mean, I've already seen five or six on, you know, nagging lower back pain. So I'm assuming she'll give you some great stretches, some, you know, some things you can do for your core to kind of, um, you know, figure out what's going on and then get to the bottom of that. Also like an interesting one. I just saw it says don't stretch tight hip flexors. And it's like, Ooh, that's That's an interesting one because, um, I've had a couple clients that have gone to PT with for hip stuff and they have been doing a, a lot of yoga because they thought that would help. And, and um, both of my clients have, their PTs have said, please stop doing that type of yoga for now because you think it's helping, but it's like aggravating. Shit. Um, so, it, you know, and that's not the case for everyone, but it is an interesting, I think all of our instinct would be, oh, my hip flexors hurt. Let me stretch them and make them not hurt. And that might be doing exactly the opposite. So it's good to get an expert opinion for sure. Um, more, but if you're doing yoga and it's not helping, what'd you say? (laughs) More stretching, more problems, more problems. Yeah. More problems. (laughs) Yeah. More problems. Yeah. 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 Yep. That's it. We got it. We got it. Um, here's an interesting one. Ooh, look, Kit's Shelly Brooks. Oh, look, it's Shelly Brooks. Cute. That's a funny Oh, look. Name. Cute. Yeah. Oh, look. Yeah. I said, ooh, look. It's, oh, look, it's Kelly Brooks. <laughs> uh, deepest apologies. Um, oh, look, it's Shelly Brooks. <clears throat> Any tips for getting into team sports in your late 20s? I've done some dance for most of my life, so I have okay body awareness, but I've never played sports. I'm a little intimidated to get involved with a rec league. Oh my gosh. Uh, some of my most favorite adult memories is being in a adult women's basketball league. My did you do that? Goodness. We talked about that, right? You did. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh what, my gosh. What was your team? The beat down. Oh, cool. The beat down. And we were good. Uh, but you know, you can only, you can only stay good for so long, you know? Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, have you done intramural sports? No. I mean, once I was done playing in school, like I was just like, I'm not going to do this shit, man. I'm done with this. (laughs) I did it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you did it for real. Well, I mean, all of it's real, but I, but, uh, I, you know, it's also that that there's not really anywhere you can do, you know, tackle football once you're done playing it organized. It's like, (laughs) there's no pickup games for it. I mean, maybe if I was like a little better at basketball, I would, you know, basketball is one of those ones you can kind of pick up and do with minimal equipment. You just need the space to do it. And, but, um, I think it's really cool. I know it's been, uh, a real source of inspiration for a lot of my friends, Um, and you know, people I've worked with exercise wise, because, um, it's a fun way to burn calories and it gets you active and thinking about your body and you kind of want to improve in the game that you're playing. So you start, you know, stretching more or eating better, or maybe doing a little extra cardio to kind of get in game shape. Um, and it seems like the most logical one to recommend you is basketball just because we have this great, um, the, the league that Aaron played in was really popular amongst our friends and people had so much fun doing it. And it was really, um, a positive experience for tons of people that had never played organized sports before. Uh, 
but I don't know where you live or what you got available to you. And I don't know what's going on now with the COVID of it all. Well, yeah. I was going to say maybe with COVID, like a ultimate Frisbee might be, cause that's a little bit, a little bit more spaced out even than basketball. It's usually always like outside too. Um, but yeah, I would like, I would say the biggest thing I saw in, uh, you know, in playing basketball in my adult life was like, I knew the rules. I played basketball when I was like third through seventh grade, but I Let's, wasn't good. Uh, easy on the, the bragging here. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. My third to seventh grade, uh, basketball playing f- through the South Kitsap County league. Right, um, was, on, I was, you, you don't hear <laughs> me a, going on and big on about center. All, okay. About big time center. <laughs> A uh, big time center uh, with my little glasses. Uh, oh, you wore holder. goggles? No, I didn't wear goggles because we weren't rich. I had um, <laughs> the little like just uh, yeah, like it's like what grannies wear to keep Crokies. their glasses from falling off. Yeah, croquis. <laughs> I had that. Okay, yeah. um, it was hot orange. Anyway, and I thought it would blend in with my hair. Anyway, and so <laughs> um, <laughs> I would say the biggest thing is that people get injured because they try to go so hard out of nowhere. And so keeping like annoying things in your back pocket of like warm up, stretch, supplement, any, any of this, like actual, like basketball, ultimate Frisbee, whatever with actual, um, strength training, just so that you're not, uh, going too fast and furious. I think that's great. Oh, I'm not talking to the microphone. Maybe I should talk to the mic on my podcast. No, no, go off. Go off mic. Um, <laughs> Some people go off in, book. You go off mic. The most important thing to keep in mind is make sure that you always <laughs> believe in your court. Um, Thank you, Stanger. Have a good night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, that flexibility, you know, make sure you have a good warm up and cool down in place. Yeah. And adequate rest. And then, you know, have shoes that are broken in. So like you're not wearing fresh shoes, the first practice or game that you have, yeah. you know, maybe kind of walk around in them for a while. There could be some hot spots. You could get some blisters. And then, um, also I would be selective of the community that you decide you want to, you know, make sure you like the people involved in it because you're going to, you know, it, I think if you like the people you're doing it with, it will inform your enjoyment of the game and could, you know, make for a really fun experience or put you off. And it may not be yes. the sport you hate. It may be the people around you that you don't like. Yes. hundred uh, percent. So that can definitely kind of color things. Another thing to think about if you want um, to, for some community um, and some, you know, competitive, competitive sport ish stuff is maybe some kind of uh, like boxing or fight training. You don't have to spar, but you could go and, you know, work with the coach and hit the heavy bag and mitts. You know, if you've got like a kickboxing place or a uh, boxing place, and a lot of times they'll be the same kind of crew that goes there on certain nights of the week. And so you could find a little community there and that could be fun um, because it's something that you can, you know, you can progress and get better at. You see, you say, Oh, I put all this time in, I've gotten better. And that's exciting. And if you're like, a, or if you were a dancer, like not that they go hand in hand, but there is a little bit of that, like dance mentality in a boxing ring, yeah. you know, flow like a butterfly, sting, sting like, a, like bee. a bee. 
What was your, as a, as a big center, third through seventh, did you have any kind of uh, sayings like that? Like the great Muhammad Ali had for boxing? Oh, um, my main, my main takeaway was I had an anger problem from childhood and I you got, a out? I got a technical foul in the fifth grade from making fun of a ref, uh, for a call that he did that I thought was stupid. And I told him, and my dad was the coach of this team and I yelled at the ref and I said, what are you blind as a bat? And he wore big glasses and he was bald and he was like, always, he was, he was just the worst. I hated him. And so I called finally one day I lost it and I got the big T and my dad said, you get over here and you sit on this bench. And, uh, and then I, I fouled out by halftime, multiple games. I just had, <laughs> I just wanted to fight, I guess. Is yeah. You're I like wanted. a, like a, like a meta world piece out there. Yeah, I was. I was. Hell yeah. Uh, um, gosh, that's so, so funny. Were you blind I, as a bat? <laughs> what are you blind as a bat? I'll never forget. I felt like I was like on, like I felt like probably adrenaline, but like at that time in your life, you don't know what adrenaline is. And I was just like, I felt like I could freaking tear my way out of a burlap sack if someone <laughs> tried to wow. put me in one. I don't know. That's impressive. Uh, it was awesome. <laughs> Your dad's kid on the bed. What, dad? He's a bat. He's probably going to give us all COVID later. What's yeah. COVID? <laughs> yeah. You'll see. Ask the bat, okay? Yeah. God. You'll see, dad. <laughs> all right. All right. I guess. Ern's talking about COVID Sit again. Sit down. <laughs> hey, I know stuff. <laughs> Clearly. Uh, Keenan Buchanan says... Thoughts on a steady, quote-unquote, lean bulk, just over surplus plus 0.7 per pound of protein versus a bulk cut cycle. Uh, so what I'm pulling from that is, you know, to just steadily gain and stay lean while you're doing it or, you know, eat as much as you can and then cut down after that. I'm always in the... I'm. Uh, Keenan Buchanan, uh, I'm always of the mind of the, what you call the lean bulk. Like I say, just take it slow, put it on the right way, stay in shape year round. Um, I think, you know, you may not get to your, your body goal as, as soon, but I think it's like, it's much easier to maintain. And a lot of my friends that were these kind of off season on season bodybuilders, as I, as I see them age, their off season gets longer and longer. <laughs> <laughs> and like uh, yeah, yeah, more and I more permanent, that. you know, it's just like, well, I'm going to cut pretty soon, dude. And then I'll be fucking ripped. So it does, <laughs> it gets hard and you can kind of fuck around with your metabolism and shit, you know, but I get it. It's, you know, sometimes to like to really put some true size on your arms or something, you have to kind of like level up in body weight and it can take a long, it can be a long, slow process if you're doing it the lean way. But I'm always of the mind of, you know, take it slow and let your body tell you what it wants to do. Aaron, what are your thoughts? I think I'm in this. I think I'm in the similar, a similar boat. Um, I, I don't, I think I'm still in the process of learning that the two differences um, I have always kind of just been in the slow and steady wins the race mentality with exercise. Uh, and so the, the cutting aspect, like bulk up and then 
cut. Like I've never played around with that personally. Um, so I can't really speak to personal experience in that. Um, so I, I, for me, I, I would say the same. So I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not a Simon Cowell in this, uh, coming in with a hot alternative, uh, opinion, but I think slow and steady. That fucking show. I remember watching American <laughs> Idol at the height when it, when it was at the height of its popularity yeah. and they were getting, I can't remember what it was, but let's just say the the judges were getting a million dollars an episode. It might not have been that much, but it was fucking close. Like they were all yeah. getting a million dollars an episode. And so effectively what they're there to do is handicap the players and maybe kind of guide them, but they don't decide the audience votes, right? They're not Supposedly. really, mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe they have some influence, but not much. And so they were going down the line and they got to Randy Jackson and they said, uh, who do you like for this week? And so we're like, okay, this is the expert judge. He's getting a million dollars an episode. And it was just like, I don't know, dog. And they're like, all right, <laughs> moving on to sign. <laughs> And I was just like, what it didn't the f- even offer it up. Yeah. Nothing. I like, what the fuck? And like it, that, like he and the other judges, I guess with the exception of Simon say what you will about him, he's annoying in different ways, but that was yeah. like, that was the expert opinion. You can't just say, oh man, it's, it's anybody's game, but I really think the audience is going to vote for so. It's not even like you're personally saying that shit. It was like, they, nobody wanted to get in trouble or something, or they didn't want to like lose popularity, but like, man, make it for interesting TV. Like have a fucking opinion. Yeah. You're the I million mean, dollar. Could you imagine like in Vegas, if like you were getting paid to like hold the line on a game or something and you're just like, I don't know, you know? It's anybody's, game. it's anybody's game really all right thanks i mean but they're getting paid no matter they don't care i guess yeah oh it's hard to hear but you know it's true hard he's to gotta he's gotta live with simon cowell at the end of the night i don't know i say uh are you seeing randy jackson he's a talented studio musician are you seeing him host much or judge on very many shows these days no i think no. he's got left behind yeah, I think if you don't have an opinion, <laughs> you get left behind. Yeah, like Kirk you can Cameron. be, co- yeah, you can be controversial, and uh, you know, and people would be interested in that. Or you can remake uh, the Left Behind movies, like Kirk Cameron did. He's done like a hundred <laughs> of them. <laughs> I know, I know. And any, if he ever kisses anyone, it's his wife. <laughs> yeah, no one else. Wow, you never would have thought on growing pains that he'd be such a religious square, you know. Such a guy. Yeah. Did he you did, did you see with the Rick Schroeder at Costco where he wouldn't wear a mask or whatever? No. I yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know uh Rick Schroeder. He was on Silver Spoons probably before your time, but he was like Oh yeah, uh, cuz I'm so so young. You're so so young. Such I'm a little so, baby. So young. <laughs> he was like a little cutie that did um this show called Silver Spoons that all the girls liked. Um and then he what, you know he went on and name? was Rick Schroeder, Ricky Schroeder. He went on to do uh NYPD Blue and other shows and I mean he worked off and on consistently, but uh he now is pretty religious. He's Mormon and uh and then also I think, you know, weird politics and he was at a Costco and they had like lifted the requirement for stores to require masks, but stores could still require them if they wanted. 
And so he was mm -hmm. at Costco and he was like filming. He's like, I'm not going to wear a mask. And then there's just some nice Costco managers like, I'm sorry, you have to. And then he's like this and California state law. And he said, I get that. But, you know, because we're a private company, we're saying that you have to. And that's part of the law, too. So please just wear a mask or you can't come in. And he wanted to make it some big fight. And, the you know, the poor manager is trying to be nice about it. And Hey, we all love silver spoons. Please just fucking wear a mask. <laughs> we mask. all love silver spoons. <laughs> Please put a mask on. Yeah. Well, he he and his wife separated in 2016. So, I mean, yeah. how Mormon are you? I know he was on Stern and Stern was asking me, where's the sacred underwear or whatever and all that shit. And, uh, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ooh, I'll have to check it out. I love hearing about sacred underwear. I <laughs> yeah. really do. I'm not joking. I love, I love uh, the Mormon religion. Okay. It's wild. Okay. What else? What else do we got, Stinger? Uh, John Gabris asks, how's the market? Question mark. Oh, yeah. Gabris, thanks for, thanks for writing in. Um, the market's great. Thanks for asking. <laughs> I don't know. He might be making fun of me because I call, I don't say the store, I say the market. Like I'm going to go to the market. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So there's a deep cut here. I think. I don't know. Um, uh, Lynn Zorick, uh, the, the Aaron, you'll like this one. Um, I would like to get my shoulders stronger from years of serving restaurant jobs. I feel like I've developed housewives neck, basically overhead movements impact and always get, uh, overhead movements slash impact always give me tension headaches. Aaron has great shoulders. How can oh, I work? Cool. How can I work slow enough, but still, uh, up weights without messing my neck up? Any moves I should totally avoid? Add question mark. Any moves she should totally avoid question mark or add question mark. I'm just googling uh, housewife neck. What is that? <laughs> what is housewife neck? Uh, is that like when you like get like um, wrinkles on your neck? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Housewife's neck. I don't know. I don't know. All it was showing me was women from the real housewives um oh, and their plastic surgery so hey yeah. hit me up let me know what housewife's neck is erica jane in trouble She's you know trouble. i i don't know like i don't know what the severity is of you know any of the shoulder your you know your shoulder stuff um but I, I, you know, I would just take things very slowly and very cautiously. And also you'll see shoulder muscles that exist when you have lower body fat. So that's fun too. So you can, you know, pick your poison. Uh, definitely check out Dr. Jessica PT for those impingements and stuff <laughs> yes. that you're feeling, right? Yes, because she has yes. a lot of shoulder stuff on there. Yep. And I'll say this, I think to really put meat on those shoulders, the overhead press is the only thing you can really load up and weight. You can't go that heavy on lateral raises or any kind of like the, um, you know, front what about raises. The Arnold, Arnold press. Yeah. Arnold presses are great. And I would put that in the compound movement too. Yeah. So I think in your, you tend to be pretty safe because you can keep your neck straight right? And you can keep yep. your head neutral in an overhead press. And so if you have some weird shoulder stuff going on, you know, oftentimes a, a strict overhead press tends to kind of um, put your shoulder into a healthy position, usually. Now, if you have like some real crazy neck stuff happening, you need to start strengthening those like retracting muscles 
um, you know, all those small muscles in your upper back. And then, uh, and that'll help your shoulder mobility too. Like the stronger those little muscles are, um, that'll help your shoulder mobility. And I bet you'd find some good stuff on, uh, Dr. Jessica PT. Also, we have a shoulder complex that this strength and conditioning coach, uh, a while back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers posted. It's pinned on the dumbbells, Instagram page, and it's really good. It, it, it's like they used it for football players, but anybody could use it. You do it with no weight or, you know, one pound, two pounds. You don't need really any weight at all to do it. And, uh, it's good for kind of, you know, shoulder mobi mobility and maintaining overall shoulder health in a pretty safe way. And this guy, uh, breaks it down, you know, shows you how to, you know, execute the movements properly. So I would look into that. And if you're going to try to challenge yourself, I would make sure it's only in the realm of like those overhead presses or, or, or Arnold presses would be my advice too. Yeah. Um, even singling out the arms is a nice like so you can focus on one side usually like my non-dominant side my left side i like non -dom. to, my non-dom side um <laughs> that's what i like to call it because i don't want to call it my weak side but yeah. it is you know it's my yeah. non-dominant side yeah um but i like to really focus on that making sure that i'm using my left side so i it so I do a lot of single arm shoulder presses with dumbbells so that I can really focus on making sure that that otherwise my right can overcompensate. If I'm doing a barbell press or whatever, my, my right side will do, you know, it's extra part to help. So that's something too, is just singling out each arm and making sure that you are, uh, I don't know, kind of feeling which side is, I don't know. Needing more help is that a, extra love, extra love. Yeah. Extra love. So, so that's something you can try too. Uh, Aaron, do you see one really quick? We can do one more and then, and this motherfucker and this motherfucker. I just want to talk about Halloween plans. That's the one I keep looking at. You want to do that? <laughs> Go ahead. Who, who's, who said it? Uh, oh, I don't know. Um, I'll look, I'll find it. I'll yeah, find it. Yeah, Tell me your Halloween yeah, yeah. plans. I'll find well, I just bought my dog a Halloween costume <laughs> Okay, and I have a house. Um, and like I, for the first time since like, like, uh, the, for the first Living time of Halloween. LA. Yeah. For the first time. So I'm like very excited. I want to have candy mm -hmm. and I don't know if people will like based on COVID, I don't know what people will or won't do, but I really just want to walk my dog around dressed as a pumpkin. That's all I want to do. And he hates it. And I love that he hates it because if a dog likes being dressed up, like what does that say about a dog? Um, no, not good. So I tried to get him a banana costume, but it wasn't big enough. Oh, so pum pumpkin it was. So pumpkin uh, is cute as hell. And this will be for Char so Charlie B. Barkin. Charlie right? B. Barkin. Yes. Yeah. Charlie Barkley signs. Yeah. Um, is his Christian name, but, uh, Charlie B. Barkin is Charlie B. Barkin is, uh, the dog that Burt Reynolds played and all dogs go to heaven. FYI. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I know that's good to know. Thank you. Uh, there you go. Don blue. What are you going to do? Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll, we had in years past taken stone trick or treating because the neighborhood that I live in is, bananas for, um, to use banana again, 
quickly mm-hmm. in a sentence for Halloween. It's it's packed like kids everywhere in the street. The house the, the houses are all decorated. People go crazy for it. It reminded me of ET. Do you remember ET? How like yes, yeah. That's yeah, like that level of people out. Like people come drive into the neighborhood because it's so crowded. I think it's just a lot of houses that are in decent proximity and it's off a main road. So you're able to kind of like get a lot of trick or treating in, in a, in a, you know, in a short amount of time. Um, so we, you know, it was always like this fun thing that we would do. And last year, obviously people weren't doing it. So we had a little Halloween party for his friends at our house. And I have a movie projector in my backyard and we put a scary movie on a big screen or nightmare before Christmas, you know, I love that movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Me too. Um, so we had that and we have like a, uh, like a commercial popcorn maker and shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, okay. You know so what I'm talking about? Walking Charlie neck by your house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll do, I'll do like an outdoor movie. One of these days you come over for that. But, um, so, uh, yeah, so we, we, I don't know. We'll see like saying we're going to play it by ear. We'll either, you know, do yeah. the neighborhood trick or treat thing, or we'll do maybe something at the house. I don't know. Got to do something for the kid though. It's he loves, it's one of his favorite holidays. I mean, it is fun. Me and Jason want to be, uh, we've wanted to do this for a few years. Um, you know, Game of Thrones. Yeah. I've well, you know, it. Bran. Yeah. So Jason wants to be Bran. Right. And I'll be Hodor. <laughs> <laughs> and we've had friends be like, don't you want to be like the, the, the redheaded girl? Oh, you thought, uh, the redhead. Yeah, of course. <laughs> the yeah. redheaded girl. I was like, no. <laughs> I want to be Hodor because he holds the door, you know, he, he takes care of brand. So anyway, so I, so that's like my dream is that we'll be that like that dramatic. That's awesome. Uh, but I, you know, I think it's an, endure, so a, much. an enduring show and character. So you could do it next year, you know, like exactly. You could do it. exactly. It's not like, you know, people will know and they'll, they'll be happy to see it. Uh, <laughs> Halloween plans comes to us from Greg Guitar Bueno. Greg Guitar Bueno might be a Thanks, joke Greg. to a character that I would do on another podcast where I always talk about Halloween being just around the corner, no matter what time of year it is. Um, Singer, you have like fans. People are you got Gabrus and you've got this guitar guy. Yeah, <laughs> it's your fans. I don't have the people. They're trolling you. I don't have people signaling me out and complimenting my back. That's for sure. Shoulders. Um, Oh yeah. Shoulders. Well, I did your back. So. Oh, thank you. You're right. I got a back shout out and shoulder shout out, which I feel like my shoulders have gone downhill, but Hey, one thing at a time, you know, (laughs) I've seen him in the zoom. You look lean. Don't be so hard on yourself. The Yosemite, the Yosemite pizza slash cinnamon rolls did not diminish any of the shoulder (laughs) definition. You're still you. on point. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Same for you. Even though I can't see your shoulders, you know, they're not, they're fine. Uh, they look great. I'm happy with myself. Oh, I do want to say for real, the two brides that t- were talking in the dumbbells, if they listen to this episode, please reach out to me. If you want to, I would love to talk to you. I'd love to talk you through the next, whatever amount of time you have that you're, Oh, singer showing off his shoulders. All right. Hey, yeah, they look great. <laughs> For real. Re- reach out. I'd love to talk to you. Uh, great. We want it. We need it. Reach out. We'll help you. A lot of questions we didn't get to. We'll definitely have Aaron back to answer more questions, talk more shit, and discuss yes. uh, more 
Werner Herzog movies that may or may not exist. Oh, yes. Hey, Stinger, it is. It does exist. Okay. It's called. Hold on. I looked up Ricky Schroeder last shit. It's called Wings of Hope. Ooh, good title. He was supposed to be on the flight that went down and he made a documentary about the, uh, the young girl that survived the plane wow. crash. Wow. I'm talking days in the jungle. Okay. Anyways, check it out. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. He also did another one about a POW in Vietnam, like rescue Don. I mean, he's done tons of cool movies. If you don't know him, check him out. He's done a lot of cool movies. In interesting character. That one sounds cool. I will. Did you watch it? No, but I want to, I, I've okay. heard the story, the, the story of the woman. Um, and they talked about, you know, that he wasn't part of it. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, they did. <laughs> The not. I was I was listening to my favorite murder. Okay, surprise spoiler. One of the top podcasts of all time, and they talked about it. Okay, I love you guys. Uh, great show. Um, what was I gonna say? They talked about it. What did I want to? Oh, the knot, the wedding knot. Uh, rain at a wedding is lucky because rain is because water is good. <laughs> it's <fucking laughs> lazy. Yeah, it's like you write for the knot. Yeah. <laughs> Water is good for you. So that's good. Great. We got it. We're done. Uh, anything you want to plug, Aaron? Um, I'd like, uh, sometimes I'm a podcast host on the dumbbells. And so if you, if you could give us a rating, a reviewing, uh, subscribing, hit us, hit us as hard as you can. Okay. okay. That's it. And uh, at Aaron McGowan on Instagram. I have one final tweet I'll do at some point, but uh, I'm pretty dead on Twitter. So <laughs> not more than me. Uh, a true <laughs> corpse. I'm bones in a suit. Uh, my Twitter is bones in a suit. Um, <laughs> in a casket. I mean, same, same. Uh, great. So if you have a long form question, something, or uh, maybe that doesn't fit on social media too long to DM, maybe you're just not a social media person. You want to email us. By all means, please do. You can reach us at askthedumbbells at gmail.com. Askthedumbbells at gmail.com. We are at the dumbbells across all social media platforms. Every single one. We got them. You can reach us. Please ask us questions, post pics, add us, give us a mention, give us a follow. Uh, we love it. We want it. It's how we uh, determine our self-worth. Uh, that's healthy, right? <laughs> At yes. the dumbbells across all social media platforms. On behalf of myself and Aaron McGowan, Eugene Cordero, wherever he is, all our wonderful listeners today that contributed glorious questions, Grogu watching closely behind Aaron over her shoulder, uh, <laughs> Mr. McGowan um, <laughs> officiating weddings, coaching basketball, and, you know, judging Aaron for her anger issues. We like to remind mm -hmm. everybody that's out there listening to train dirty, eat clean, and live in Batois. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>